Welcome into a brand new edition of Village Vice. He is Zach Blackerby. I'm Brad Law. We have dueling orange shirts, but that's okay. Right. Because uh, Auburn is back from Auburn North, better known as Nashville, um, with another win. Zach, Auburn with a fast start on the road, a dominating defensive performance, and over 60% of the crowd in Nashville. It was a good day. Yeah, it was. It was. And hopefully it's symbolic of more things to come. But it seemed like the Auburn family, the Auburn players, everybody had fun yesterday. And that's what winning is able to do. Auburn's now won two in a row. Their second SEC win of the Hugh Freeze era with a chance to uh, clinch bowl eligibility next week as they head up north again to Fayetteville, Arkansas. Uh what we talked about last week, that this was a different kind of road game than the first three Auburn played. You said it totally. beautifully on, on Friday. It wasn't a 9.30 kick on the West Coast. It wasn't a team with a better, uh, a more talented roster on paper. It wasn't an offense that, until the second half of their game in Tuscaloosa yesterday, was scoring on everybody all the time. Yeah. This, this was Vanderbilt. This was Nashville. This was different. And Auburn played like it yesterday and right from the start we wanted to see a fast start it doesn't get much faster than an explosive play for a touchdown on the second play of the game yeah no question about it with Jarquez Hunter but then also you know the defense they talked about it after the game survived the script and they did they did mm -hmm. they got they they benefited from a missed field goal in that first drive and then after that it was all the Auburn defense with the exception of one drive in the second half they didn't allow any points which, um, boy, that's a great way to help out your offense that's still trying to find itself, even though it kind of seems like it has found itself now up to this point. But, yeah, props to Jarquez Hunter. I talked about it all last week. I think he was going to have a career game. He certainly did that with career highs on the ground um, with his rushing yards. Two very long touchdown runs. He had two other touchdown runs that were called back due to questionable penalties. But, man, Jarquez Hunter's playing his best football of his career right now. Yeah, he is. He's he's healthy. He's really in rhythm. I think he's benefiting from from the tempo. Everybody's benefiting from tempo. Um, yeah. All four touchdown drives were impacted by tempo. And um, man, it makes a difference. I asked Marcus Davis last night, the receivers coach on the radio, um, how much tempo benefits the wide receivers. Now, there were drops, and we'll get into that and what you can't have going forward, but um, the, the tempo helps the receivers. It helps the running backs, the offensive linemen. It just benefits everybody and puts them a step ahead of the defense most of the time. And I, I think Jarquez is one of the main benefactors of that. He has looked like the guy we expected to see week one of the season. And frankly, it's fine. At, at this point, if, if he's playing at this level right now, I'm perfectly happy with that. Yeah, I think Jarquez Hunter's ascendance has a lot to do with just this whole offense mm -hmm. is getting better. And I think this whole team is getting better. And it's been a few seasons where we've been a, a week into November and been able to say this team is still getting yeah. better. I think some of that has to do with, yeah, there's a lot of new guys on this team, a lot of new guys that missed spring. And so now they're probably finally figuring out exactly what the coaching staff wants them to do. But also, you know, Auburn's schedule got a lot easier. Uh, no disrespect to Vanderbilt, but they're not any of the teams that they played in that four-game losing stretch. And Arkansas is not either when you look at what Arkansas 
has fielded, even though they probably played their best game of the year in Gainesville on Saturday. But, Brad, this team, I believe, is getting better. I mean, you look at Jarquez Hunter, whether it's him finding his groove again or he's getting healthy, whatever that may be, he's getting better. Peyton Thorne getting better. Mm -hmm. This offensive line, despite some injuries, I think they're trending up. I don't think there's any question about that. And I think these receivers are playing far better now than they were at the beginning of the year. This offense is getting better. I think this defense is really following suit into what Ron Roberts wants them to do. And we've seen that over the course of this entire season for the most part. There's a lot to like with where this program is going, Brad. Yeah. And uh, we looked at the schedule. We sort of, as you mentioned, expected things to look a little better. But I don't think that's all of it. I think all the other points are valid. So, like, if you have an agenda and you want to go, well, the only reason Auburn looks better is because of the schedule, that's not fair. Uh, if you want to go, well, the only reason Auburn looks better is because uh, the the coaching is better than improving. Well, that's probably not quite accurate. It is probably a combination of the two a lot things. Of things. Yeah. But you know what? That's fine. That's every college football seat. That's every team. Um, they're they're going to be dictated by whether the coaches can advance the the team and help them grow and get better from September to November. And they're also going to be dictated or judged a little bit by the difficulty of their schedule in certain stretches. And so I love the job that uh, Jake Thornton has done with the offensive line. I don't think, yes. I, I think we need to talk about that a, a good bit. I think fans in general need to to pay attention to that. You got guys like Cam Stutz and Isaiah Miller who probably can't be out there for 75 plays a game. And so uh, Jaden Muskrat and uh, Jeremiah Wright are coming in and they're being effective and you're you're load managing on the offensive line. It's tough to play seven or eight guys and Tate Johnson's getting time. Seven or eight guys on the offensive line and yeah. rotate them somewhat regularly and still find success. Uh, that's not easy to do. That's worth talking about. And that's been impressive to see as they've developed over the second half of the season. Yeah, so four players played every snap on offense. Auburn played 66 snaps okay. on offense. Four players. You want to guess the four players that, that played all uh, every snap? This is just any four players on offense. On offense, yep. Okay. Uh, Connor Liu. Yep. Peyton Thorne. Yep. Which that's a story we need to get to in a second. Yeah. Gunnar Britton. Yep. And Dylan Wade. There you go. You nailed it. Yeah. You nailed it. And, I mean, that's kind of the fixture of – of what the offense was, mm -hmm. right? Um, then Jarquez Hunter played 51 of them. Xavier Miller played 43, rotated in and out a little bit, like you just mentioned. So, you know what? Uh, real, real quick, what I yeah. love about Jarquez, Jarquez was mad that he didn't play the 15 that he didn't play. Like he was upset on the sideline. He's line hungry, he dude. Yeah, he He's wants hungry. to be out there all the time. And we talked about, we talked about, you know, I think 20 would be too many touches. I think he got 19. It's like, yeah. mm, no, you're right. He can handle more. He can handle more. <laughs> I was wrong on that one. Well, Wrong. and the ones that, he, you know, the ones Wrong. that are called back didn't didn't count as touches. So imagine if he had had Good point. 21 touches and four touchdowns and 250. I mean, seriously, dude could have had an all-time great day. And the second flag, I was down on the field by that point, and I was on the other side near the the hard hats and the, and the you know, erector set. But right. it looked like the flag was thrown after he was in the end zone. I mean, it was a colossally late flag. Yeah, it was from the 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 official standing like behind the the defense too. Yeah, right. So like he wouldn't even have had the best angle 
at it. It felt strange, but you know, yeah, whatever. Auburn had already covered, so it wasn't anything fishy, but it's kind of what it felt like. But arguably, his best run of the day was when he took the direct snap in the red zone and carried like half of the, and I'm not exaggerating, like probably no. five or six Vanderbilt defenders. Yeah. Those final three yards, it was incredible. He was hitting the backfield and he said, no, 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 I'm going to still keep going here. That was the, I, that was probably his best run of the day as far as just pure, like physical, like I'm better than you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, didn't count. Like you said, it was, it, yeah, you got, you got the best of the running game in the first two touchdowns, right? Explosive plays. The first one over the left side was behind Dylan Wade, Gunner Britton. They made a hole. They, they created a, a crease, and then he hit it, and they didn't touch him. And then on the second one, it's just Jarquez. It's right up the middle. Some guys around his ankles got a hold of him, and he just steps right out of it like he's doing a tire drill, and then he's gone completely right. north-south. I mean, you got both in the first quarter. By the way, don't look now, but this offense now is back-to-back games with two first-quarter touchdowns. We talked last week about how they did it against State, and it was the first time it had happened all year, and yeah. now it's back-to-back games with two first-quarter touchdowns. At least the last two weeks, they figured out the fast start. Did you guys talk about this on, on the radio broadcast? How Jarquez Hunter, they showed this stat on the TV broadcast, Jarquez Hunter's one of three running backs in the SEC to score two touchdowns in the first quarter in the last 20 years. No, we missed that. Only three guys have scored two rushing touchdowns in a quarter in the last 20 years? That oh, didn't seem huge. right to me. No, it really doesn't. Who are the other two? I don't think they mentioned that. I don't think they mentioned that, but they showed that graph, and I'm like, that doesn't seem... Well, that's a like, drop telling by me Taylor Tino Hudson, or Cam should... never did that, or... or I mean, it well, feels like Carrion did that. Right? Cam wasn't a running back, so you can't. I don't think it was a running back, though. I think it was player. Well, then, yeah, I would have thought Cam. Like you're telling me Darren McFadden, like, I mean, there's just been so many, like, elite dudes and Heisman winners that, yeah. that did that. Like, you're telling me, like, Mark Ingram or, like, Trent Richardson. Like, I, yeah. I mean, all of these Derek Henry. I, I don't know. That's just wild to me. But. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> so, so, Cam, all right, hang on. I'm going back to that Auburn-Kentucky game in 2010 real quick because I know that uh, that Auburn scored two rushing touchdowns in the first quarter of that game. One was Cam. The second was also Cam. So, yeah, so is that there's no way that like, that's two of the three, right? Yeah. I don't know. I thought that was peculiar and nobody yeah. like said anything about it on Twitter. I'm like, that's fa like, what? So <laughs> there's a chance I heard it wrong, but I, I, I read it like three or four times. We talked about it with the guy I was watching the game with. So I don't, yeah. I don't know. That's a good pickup know. on your part. No, we missed that. We, uh, we, we did not get that. Yeah. So uh, it may, it may have been wrong. Maybe that's yeah. why I, didn't get it. I don't know. Maybe, uh, you know, what's not wrong. What's that? Our friends at my bookie. Oh, if, if loving my bookie.ag is wrong, then I just don't want to be right. I don't want to be right. Mm. I don't want to be right. Bury me along with every other prop bet that my bookie offers because it's a ton. It's a ton. And right now, when you sign up for an account and make a deposit, Brad, I had to reread this like four times because this seems as crazy as the stat we were just talking about. Yeah, but this one's accurate. Right now, my bookie, a 50% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Do you want to make 500 bucks in like two seconds? Just go to mybookie.ag. Use promo code NEXT round that's all you got to do 
That's all you got to mm. do. 50% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Shout out to my bookie. They know you're going to love betting on their platform. They've got a million things, probably more than that, that you can bet on at mybookie.ag. So once again, use promo code next round when you make that first deposit. We hinted at it. We just said uh, all the, the four players that played every offensive snap for Auburn, Peyton Thorne was one of them among the three offensive linemen. Surprises me, Brad. Yeah. Surprised me a ton. Me too. Um, might you be able to chalk it up again to the lack of red zone trips when the game was in I don't think you can. Until the game was can. in hand. Because even though the, the play technically didn't count because yeah. Jarquez Hunter, the direct snap, but I think yeah. that was telling. That's that true. They were like, let's do a direct snap to Jarquez Hunter before we give Robbie some snaps. I, I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I do too. Um, I picked the over on two snaps when when we did our buy sell. Uh, I thought he would. I, I I bought that he would get more than two snaps in the game. Yeah. Now there weren't red zone opportunities until Auburn had a nice, comfortable lead, just like against Mississippi State. They were the explosive plays. Um, I don't know. Do you, could you call hot hand there? Maybe. And Jarquez is having his way. And he's averaging 10 yards a carry. So why would you do anything other than put Jarquez? Hugh Freeze is so big on red zone Mm -hmm. situations where I have a hard time buying the fact that the first time they were legitimately in the red zone, there wasn't a script there. Yeah. Or at least a a pool of a few plays that they felt really good on. Yeah. So, and they'd sure it's possible, but I, I don't know. Yeah, and they ran that jar that play with Jarquez earlier this year too, the direct snap, and it was successful. And yeah, so it's, yeah. it's it's in their arsenal as a play that they like. Um, yeah, it, it's very interesting, and I'll and I'll be even more interested to see this week how uh, Robbie responds in practice. I think that's a major part of this. It's it's with any player. How do you respond to wanting a bigger role, but not getting it? Do you put in? Do you continue to work? There, there's evidence of guys doing that, like Caleb Burton. The coaches have talked about the job that he's he did in the first half of the season, continuing to put his head down and do the work, and he earned more opportunities that way. Um, so that's about all I can come up with. I, I don't know uh, going forward. You know, how much do we see Robbie in these last three games? Do you see him for more than eleven plays in the last three games? If what we've seen in the last two is evidence, and they really like the way that Peyton runs that tempo offense. And you got Jarquez, and you got Jeremiah Cobb, who's all of a sudden just a, a red zone nightmare for opponents. Yeah. Do you do you need to change anything? Do you need to do anything or add anything if Peyton is commanding the offense the way that he is? I don't see how you can look at Auburn's offense the last two games and want to change Yeah. anything. Yeah, there it is. Anything. There it is. That's the and, bottom line. Yeah, and I, I think some of it's Peyton. I think some of it's just all the pieces coming together. What happened Saturday outside of the pick six? And the pick six was bad, and yeah. I do think Rivaldo and the rest of the receivers have a really bad thing where they don't come back to the football in contested situations. Yeah, and like, could that have happened on the pick six to fix that? Sure, but whatever. Well, the the pick six was it's still bad. It, it's, yeah, they're, they're, I, I'm I'm gonna put and Peyton will put all of that on himself. He came over to the sideline. This was great. 
Ron, Ronnie was over there. Ronnie, Ronnie was close to where he came off. So we broadcast this on the radio. This isn't anything we didn't put out there. Sure. Peyton came over and said, I didn't see him at all. Didn't see him at all. So that's why he didn't put more on the throw. We've yeah. seen Peyton put way too much heat on passes this year. It's not that he doesn't usually do that. He just thought he had a wide open guy and did not see the defender. Yeah. And, uh, and Brad, by the way, I, I believe him. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do too. Didn't see him because I, I don't think you would have thrown it. Yeah. Because if anything, he's like too cautious with the ball. Right. So, um, so like that was bad. We can all agree yeah. like that was not a good play. But outside of that, like, mm, I mean, PFF and Auburn both chart. They they both credited Auburn with five drops. Yeah. Um, they give the drops to different people, but all Boy, in it all, like, like more. It seemed like more than that. It felt like more than that. Totally. Yeah. PFF has Javarius with, with one drop. Rivaldo with two. Amari with one. Oh, my gosh. That hurts. And yeah. then Brian Batty with one. I'm having a hard time remembering the Batty. I am, one. too. But Did Malcolm Johnson have one? Uh, not according to PFF. And then Cam Brown, like, right. I guess they're calling that a pass breakup. But that was certainly a catchable deep pass. The one yeah. right before Amari Kelly's. Um, yeah, Cam mistimed his jump on that. If he if he waits an extra step and then jumps, then he has a much better chance to make that play. I I, I just don't understand how that can happen. Mm -hmm. Like, that's like your dream as a big receiver. Yeah, you know he's been waiting for that opportunity, and it's like, was he just eager for the ball to get there? I don't I don't know. Yeah. But it, well, how many times has he been in that situation in a game this year where they've gone to him deep over the middle? I, I could I can't, I, I can't think of another one. I can't be honest with you. No, and so most of the stuff's been sideline routes or comebacks. I, I think you know there could have been a little bit of oh my gosh, I'm open. I'm going to make this play, and then mistiming the jump. You know, being a little too excited to do it. Omari Kelly was devastated after he dropped his pass. I mean, he I went over, he went yeah. over the sideline, took his helmet off. Travon had to go over. Like he he was he was visibly devastated that he dropped that that pass and. I don't expect to see another game with five drops. So I got two points on this. Uh, one, what would Peyton Thorne's stats have been if, say, three of those five are not dropped? He's 20 for 27 for a second straight week, but for like maybe 250 and three touchdowns. His adjusted percentage is 88.5. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, that's... So yeah, and then like the, that the, point, why sure. would you want to to just echo what you said earlier? Why would you want to change anything? No, it's working. Yeah, it's it's getting better, which is something we haven't been able to say at this point of the year in a while, which is which is good. Yeah. Also, the bar was really low to start, and so we had more 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 direction to to improve. But it is improving. I don't know how you can. And I put out a tweet as like outside of the pick six, like I don't know how you could be upset with Peyton. And there's a lot of people that still think that he's awful, and I just don't get it. I mean, even there were a few plays, Brad, where there was an unblocked rusher, and sometimes it was coming up right up the the a gap, and he would elude and like still be able to make a throw because yeah. or or get a three or a four yard run while keeping his eyes downfield the whole time. Yeah. Like his pocket presence was really good, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know. The only other thing I think you could really point at was the third and goal throw that was to Rivaldo. It was like five yards too short. It should have been a pick, but the guy yeah. dropped it. 
And the TV broadcast was really bad at showing replays, but he apparently Dylan Wade got blocked into him. Yeah. And so it was an off balance throw. So I'll give him a little bit of a pass on that one for sure. But outside of the pick six, like I was really happy with Peyton on Saturday. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I thought that he stepped into the pocket to make throws. Um, that, you know, the line has to, to do a better job of pass blocking than they did in the first half of the year. And they sure. did. And he took advantage of that. And that's great to see. That's where you have the experience factor. That's where the experience really shows because he's not looking to bail anytime the pocket starts to shrink a little bit. He's not bailing out of there and cutting off half of the field. It's easy to do that for quarterbacks. But he stepped up in the yeah. pocket, stepped up and, and made some really good throws. Again, you know, I, I just I think this tempo and the improvement of the offensive line, they suit him. And he's taking it now. The defenses aren't what they were the first half of the season. Fine, whatever. Mm. You play the teams that you play. Like you you take the defenses that you're up against, whoever they are, and go execute against them. And he's done that the last two weeks. Yeah, no question about it. No question about it. Brad, I want to talk about what's next. Okay. But first. First, I got to talk about lanceslock.com. We are in the thick of the NFL season now. Uh, I love Sunday. NFL Sundays are just fine. I can get work done, watch games, following fantasy football with my son for the first time ever. It's a lot of fun. But you know what? Um, you want some picks. You need some picks. Go to lanceslock.com. You can get monthly packages, annual packages. Everything is available. The best price right now at lanceslock.com. That's lanceslock.com. Perfect. Perfect. So Auburn now heads up to Fayetteville yeah. to take on an Arkansas team who probably had their best performance of the year against Florida. Took overtime, but they got there. Boy, we talked about that Arkansas game Friday in the yeah. or Thursday in the six pack. And that those were two teams that were hurting. Two teams that desperately needed a win. And Florida spotted them 14 points. Mm-hmm. Um and then apparently there was some chicanery at the end of the game too, where they put some extra time on that allowed Florida a field goal that could have won it, and they didn't. And so then they go to overtime, and and Arkansas wins it there. It's another close game. If you if you expect anything other than a close game next uh, this Saturday, then you haven't watched Arkansas play. Right. It doesn't matter if they're playing top ten teams or you know teams that are. That no, want to fire right. their it's, coach. It's, it's a one-score game in the fourth yeah. quarter most of the time. So, so I don't know. What do you think? I mean, Rocket Sanders is back. Their running game is not good, but their running game wasn't great even with Rocket Sanders yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's a similar game plan to what you were going to see Auburn do against Mississippi State and Vandy. I think you take away the run, and you rely on your very talented defensive backs. Because DJ James and Nehemiah Pritchett are playing some of the best ball of their career right now, which mm-hmm. is which is saying something. Because I yeah. think they're both pretty good players. They're both really kind of peaking right now. Um, I, I think you put it in their hands, yeah. Brad. I would have no problem with that at all. You should have seen DJ James' face light up last night. I interviewed him after the game. Yeah, and I said, you know, you weren't getting a lot of action on your half of the field the first part of the year. They weren't coming after you. Yeah, and and. Vandy tried. Vandy came after him early in that game, and yeah. his face just lit up. He's, oh man, I was so happy. 
because I've been like I, I I hadn't been in the plays. I hadn't been in the game that much. They're throwing away from him. Uh, and right, I mean, I look, I would, I wouldn't try to go at DJ James. Yeah, no, I mean, no disrespect to Nehemiah Pritchett, but like, I like that matchup more than anybody against DJ. I mean, yeah. DJ, the DJ's got us falling in love again. There's no question about it. <laughs> no, I tweeted out 71% of the earth is covered by water. The rest is covered by DJ James. Like, yeah. I, I mean, it's just the tackle well. he made where he went, he kind of dipped under the tight end to make that tackle in open yeah. field was oh, one of yeah. the better open field tackles I've ever seen. Like, was, that, was that the play that was set up? It was a really great play call, and if he doesn't make the play... It's a big game. It, it's at least 40, and it may it, be a score. Possibly. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't anybody else over there. And so, um, good thing DJ made that that play, but yeah, he's been exceptional. So, yeah. that's what I do, and I think KJ Jefferson is a much better passer than Auburn has seen over the last few weeks, I guess, since Jackson Dart. Yeah, and so it's going to put a little bit more stress on the back end, but KJ Jefferson and Rocket Sanders—they are Arkansas. Yeah, and I just think the defensive line should be able to get there. I mean, they're like one of the worst offensive lines in college football statistically. I mean, they're allowing a sack like every few plays. It's incredible. So. And and by the way, as much as we're talking about the offensive line and their improvement, that D line is playing awfully strong of late as well. They're not uh, they're not giving up anything to anybody. No, and the rotation is getting more pronounced. Mm -hmm. And they're battling injury like Keldrick's in and out. Um, you know they lost Messiah and Silly Kite, but man, like Lawrence Johnson stepped up on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Jason Jones had a really good game. Mm -hmm. Justin um, Rogers has played well in, in sure. the snaps that he's gotten. Yeah, yeah, kind of depends on the game on him. Yeah. And then like, um, uh, I'm blanking on uh, Zakevius Walker looked mm -hmm. good. Uh, he played more because of Keldrick, Keldrick missing some time, and McLeod's figuring out himself. So I mean, there's a lot to like about the defensive line, and then the linebackers. We've already talked about Austin Keys was Auburn's yeah. highest rated player according to PFF, which is outstanding cam riley's playing the best ball of his career because they're finally blitzing him that's what he's really good at yeah so uh, marcus harris oh my gosh we haven't mentioned probably the best player on defense like he's living in the backfield yeah so i mean there's just so much to like about this defensive front seven and i think that's the mismatch to yeah. me that's the mismatch with auburn and arkansas that's the most important aspect of this saturday's game yep i agree and we'll talk more about that as as the week For goes sure. on obviously and uh um, looking forward to being back up in Fayetteville again. And we may not see 60% of the stadium orange, but uh, I think we'll see plenty of it in, in Fayetteville Saturday. That's right. And Yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. But that about does it for today's show. Brad it Law. does. Thank you very much, everybody, for watching. We appreciate it. And until next time, remember, everyone has vices. Make sure Village Vice is one of yours.